Fans of our on-demand show, we now have a brand new daily podcast. We're calling it Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. Yeah, it's where we just talk about something else that didn't fit into the show. And sometimes we use naughty language. Yes! Not often, though, because it's naughty. Finally! Find it right now via the iHeart app. Just search for Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. My chance to work blue. the problem people need to calm down get a little less politically correct and i would say you know love everybody you clearly don't know who you're talking to so let me clue you in. this is a freak show an intergalactic freak show what do you make of that it's about right i keep telling my colleagues uh, that this is the new normal god help us all hold on a sec i'm gonna get me a beer well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. But she's refused to allow us to move forward. I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. up this phrase i just saw it come across the wire this guy who just announced he's running for president that i've Ah, never heard of it's a season for boldness a season for boldness that's exactly right what we got going on here a clear sfb live from studio c senor (laughs) season senor that's right an sfb clearly Dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Schumer, McConnell, two of the great legislators of their time, coming together to solve the current crisis. You know what I think is going to end up being this nation's general manager for the next several months, perhaps? Hmm. Whether we like it or not, hmm. is the House Oversight Committee, which named its members last night, and it includes AOC. It's, yeah, you it's, know me. It's rare that you put a, a freshman on this important committee because they're the committee that can investigate anything, right? But AOC's on there, and the woman that a couple of weeks ago who said impeach the MFR. Really? They're both among two of the other more outspoken <gasps> investigate everything, throw them oh out of office. Oh, my gosh. Elijah Cummings put all four of the most, the wildest go-after-Trump people. They're bomb chuckers. And if you remember from that 60 Minutes episode a couple of weeks ago, he can investigate anything. Wow. It's one of the most powerful things oh, in D.C. Oh, wow. So it is going to get really darned interesting. There's no way he put them on his committee to tell them no. No. No, no. Listen, wait. This is a. I remember my grandfather did the same thing for me. I'm going to teach them a little something. No, he wants bomb chuckers. Yeah. He wants snarling put, pit bulls straining at the end of the leash. And I think perhaps the opportunity to, to look like he's being pushed that direction so it's not just him dragging these stories forward. Yeah, yeah. how quickly the media will forget that he put them on there. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I understand. But it's going to get exciting, I think. Yeah, he, he wants snarling pit bulls on the one hand and the elder statesmen uh, on the other hand of the committee so he can have it both ways, which so, I get politically. Going to be good for talk radio, I'll tell you that. Oh, man. It's oh, what, no. Is, is it is good it? for the country, Jack? What is it I don't care about talk radio. I care about the United States of America. What is I it? suggest you get your priorities straight, sir. It's a season for boldness. Yes. That's what it is. That's why I'm boldly chastising you. An SFB. 
Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi this morning, Michael. I'm doing great. Uh, I was reading a story about the NFL. I guess they had, after the game between the Saints and the Rams, uh, yeah, Saints and the Rams. Yeah. Uh, the Saints officials, the NFL officials, they were you know staying at a hotel. I guess they had to move them like... Uh, yeah, they're, they're refs you're talking yeah, they're about. They're referees, yeah. 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 They, they had to move them into hiding, basically, because I guess people had figured out where they were staying, and it was becoming a real problem. Well, this is the modern world where you need to uh, threaten their lives, you need to find out their names, you need to post their addresses and uh, their kids' pictures, because that's the way we handle all controversies. They need to make the call right. <laughs> oh, That's boy. what they need to do. Oh, boy. They oh, need to boy. watch the same game we're all watching. Yeah, yeah, they need to take off the eye patches when you're refing a football <laughs> He's game. our AOC. He's our bomb chucker. It's positive, Sean. Wow. I, I like the ophthalmologist that offered free eye care for them. <laughs> yeah. What a great ploy to get your name into the news. Guy bought a bunch of billboards in Atlanta saying, Saints got robbed. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. Atlanta, the home of the Super Bowl, where the Saints will be not playing. <laughs> Plus, the NFL requires these guys to wear that uniform 24 7. Exactly. So figured them out everywhere right. you go. Yeah. There is a positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. It's a season for change, Sean. How are you this morning? It's a season, season for boldness. Yeah. You don't, you're oh, not even right. bold enough to remember what season it is. Season right. for I boldness. I say we push him out of the boldness club. <laughs> I'm all for it. Here, here. Uh, uh, Tokyo is uh, got a bit of a, uh, a mass transit problem. Their, their rush hours are becoming too congested. So they are offering people free food if they take the mass transit systems in off rush hour times. Wow. They're given a voucher if you take uh if you if you travel non rush hour times for ten straight days. Get a nice rainbow roll, maybe? You're eligible for a voucher for free uh what was it? Uh okay. tempura and noodles. Okay, oh, voucher. Okay, that may, I, I thought they're gonna be offering food on the transit and I was thinking, boy, nothing sounds delicious like mass transit <laughs> food. But okay, vouchers for Yeah, food. from from some local restaurants or something. And I'm thinking, you know, if 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 my city was like, hey, you know what? If you travel at this time, we'll give you some brisket. Sure. Guess what time I'm traveling? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's brisket time, baby. Yeah. You ever seen them load those Tokyo subway cars? It's astounding. Everybody crowds in. I mean, just jammed in. And then you have uniformed cops pushing as hard as they can, like squeeze a few more people in. And then you ride with your arms crushed to your side with all the humanity until your next stop. How people actually say, hey, this is my stop and get off, I do not know. But it looks miserable. Looks like a nice lifestyle. Oh, man. There's, um, I'd rather move to Fukushima and live with the radiation. That looks terrible. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing all right in the spirit of this FFB season for boldness. My rigorous training continues, aimed at my new goal of doing nine push-ups in a row by May 9th. Why, why did the goal go from 10 to 9? Because I'm doing nine on May 9th. Oh, okay. Right. Right. Nine for well, nine, nine, 19. Nine. The yeah. hashtag's right. better that way. The hashtag's better. Yeah. The sponsorship sure. is... Yeah. The Does everything have to be catchy in the Everything's got to be catchy. Yes. Sure. yes. Sure. All right. You recall, this is after my last attempt to do 10 in a row, resulting in my hospitalization a couple of years ago. Yes. Well, I can now do 12 baby push-ups and two full adult push-ups, and perhaps next month we'll do a video on my progress. For stations that are new to the Armstrong and Getty Show, this is not a joke or a bit. (laughs) Our news guy made a resolution of doing 10 push-ups in a row and ended up in the hospital under the knife. Right. Right. (laughs) Yes. Resulting in a double hernia, my friend. Oh, my. By the way, he got the three, so he he never even sniffed 10. (laughs) Kind of. Three, like three, three, two and a half. Please. Oh my God! 
That is still a good story. I know my personal quest, by the way, is an inspiration for many of Absolutely. you facing your own challenges. That's my, right. I, I tell my children about it every night before bed. It's <laughs> <laughs> their favorite story. <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is a uh, season for boldness. Wednesday, January 23rd, the year 2019, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. Uh, all right, let's begin the show now immediately and officially according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. I think the Democrats are as much to blame right now as the Republicans are. They've got control of the House, but they're mostly just, yeah, 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 we're not going to do what you want to do. I haven't seen a grand plan. And you've got the young people running through the halls who are the new members of Congress who are conducting pep rallies every day instead of getting together with the more moderate people. That's ancient liberal Tom Brokaw saying the Democrats are as much to blame as Republicans. The tide has turned on this, I think. We're going to talk to some expert strategists throughout the morning. I don't know how this is going to play out. Nor I. Uh, it will play out far too slowly because the solution could have been, uh, well, solved, uh, found weeks ago. Just acting like idiots. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, the Senate voting on competing legislation to end the partial shutdown as federal employees are looking at missing another paycheck. We've got more on the bomb chuckers in Congress and the Saints launching an all-out assault on the Rams win. Lawsuits and petitions fly. Coming up minutes from now. I realize bomb chucker, it's a term I've used, is a, uh, it, it means people who say uh, um, uh, inflammatory things. But I'm not sure where you can use that term in the modern times. Unfortunately, I think we're headed that direction. Well, I certainly hope not. I hope not either. But Right. right. Uh, how does the mailbag look? Oh, it's very good. Excellent. We need to get right to it. Okay. It's all the season the for boldness. Absolutely. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. His name is Pete Buttig- Butt- Buttigieg? Buttigieg. Do you know this guy? <laughs> How's that pronounced again? I don't know. Buttigieg? <laughs> B-U-T-T-I-G-I-E-G. And he's a... Oh, Buttigieg. Okay. Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Yeah. He's officially running for president, and he said it's a season for boldness. President Butt, that's what I'll call him. He's a mayor of some town in Indiana. I, that's a name I hadn't heard, so... There you go. He's a mayor of a town in Indiana. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like uh, Evansville or or like, uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm not going to squirrel go- holler. I'm not going to Google it. If it comes to me organically, fine. But I'm not going to Google it. Indiana. There you go. This is the sort of information that if it gets thrust upon me, I will take in. Right. But I'm not going to seek it out. If you must. <laughs> uh, mailbag. I completely forgot to get a uh, freedom-loving quote of the day together. I apologize for that. Uh, how about uh, Abraham Lincoln? A house divided against itself cannot stand. That's a good one. That is a good one. So Trump might... Are, are we more friends than we are opponents right. as Americans? We have to decide that. Trump might give the State of the Union in the uh, in front of the Senate, which would mean, okay, so now you can just give the State of the Union addresses in front of your own parties. Right. Chamber. Right, and if you have neither chamber, I guess you go to the local Waffle House and do it or something. I don't know, or do it from the Oval Office. That's no way to live. 
Here's your uh, federal crime of day, uh, Section 16, the U.S. Code, Paragraph 703, and 5th CFR 20.61A, and uh, sub, sub, subsection 1 through 2, makes it a federal crime to import more than 25 dubs, doves per week, unless they're from Mexico, in which case you can import as many doves as Mexican authorities will allow. All right. That's a good uh, federal law that's still on the books. That was passed uh, by some congressman who was bribed by some lobbyist who was importing doves from somewhere, or not importing, I don't know. I don't know. Too many laws. Well, let's see. Uh, Brian in Sacramento, California writes, um, well, the long and short of what he writes is um, that he loves the One More Thing podcast. Hanson, are, are we uh, are we ready and able to tell people how to find that easily, or is it still like a little tricky and working out the details? Still a little tricky. Okay. okay. Well, we're, it, we're hoping to have it on iTunes soon, but Apple is notoriously slow. It, it'll it'll be around uh, soon enough. Go to, go to ArmstrongGetty.com. You can find it there. Yeah, probably. Um, but he uh, he he said hearing me it is, actually it is say, fantastic. <clears throat> it, you know, it, it's different. It's good. Um, hearing us actually say bullshizzle train instead of bullspit train or bullship train or whatever. He said it was amazingly satisfying, more than he ever dreamed. Uh, me too. I, I said know. It. I was the first one to say a bad word on the podcast. Congratulations. And, and, it's, and, it, and I, I was a, um, an opponent of that sort of thing. I don't think it's something we ought to do, but it really felt good. You kiss your mother with that mouth? (laughs) I just stood here and blushed. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for that note, Brian. Uh, Sacramento, California, where a a city council meeting descended into chaos last night, and they didn't get around to, or they had to stop talking about a new ordinance uh, for what weapons you can bring to a demonstration. Such is the state of America at this point. We're having local councils have to say you can't bring bear mace and 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 clubs to a demonstration. As uh, our colleague Mike Slater put it um, in talking to uh, the good folks at Fox News, he said during the entire Tea Party movement, with all those hundreds of thousands of people, thousands and thousands of rallies and meetings and the rest of it, there are no ordinances that had to be passed saying you couldn't bring clubs and bear mace. That is squarely on the left, my friends. Squarely on Antifa and company. My really heavy, heavy metal band is going to be called Bear Mace. <clears throat> Too heavy for me. It just makes my ears hurt. Oh, are we going to rock? Dear Big Freedom and Thistle Be Awesome, writes Ryan. People always ask, how could the Salem witch trials happen? Well, judging by how quickly and angry a virtual mob can form today, I'm pretty sure we have that answer. Yeah. That's a pretty good uh, point. Uh, boy, wow, we got we got a great note from Anne, I think, um, about George Orwell and the concept of a face crime. George Orwell was a witch. I mean, he predicted the future with such stunning accuracy. But we'll tell you about what, we'll tell you what a face crime is. Yeah, okay. it really relates to the Covington, Kentucky Does that kids. Have to do with the Wendy Williams show. <laughs> oh boy, that's 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 oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, Listen, that's good. <laughs> sometimes, uh, sometimes plastic surgery doesn't go well, Sean. It just happens. <laughs> that's at least a misdemeanor. Let's see. Uh, Mike has suggested a couple new federal uh, crimes. It's a federal crime for the federal government to prohibit payment to federal employees required to report to work during a federal shutdown, while other federal employees fail to negotiate doing other federal business. This law probably will be enacted by Roger Federer. 
think he said. I think he, that's funny. Uh, let's see. Law number two. It's a federal crime for the most popular and profitable sports league to engage in the use of replay to enforce its rules and regulations when numerous outcome-changing rules and regulations are deemed not reviewable by said replay. Anyway, 0-2. Yeah. God is great, beer is good, and people are crazy. That's a country song, isn't it? Oh. I've heard that song. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ah! Estonian Matt. Proud of his heritage. Says, guys, the fact that AOC is now on that oversight committee, I think it's because of the Kaepernick effect. See, Cap sat down for several games in protest before anyone even noticed. But it wasn't until Fox News conservative pundits found out and obsessively attacked him that players began kneeling en masse. AOC has policies that align with the millennial left views, great social media presence, and she's hot. However, <laughs> with the obsessive, fear-mongering, misquoting, desperate attempts to vilify her, Fox News has inadvertently promoted a representative of 700,000 people to the forefront of American politics. Uh, none of this is too far off Joe's idea that the purely negative coverage of Trump solidifies his base. Oh, well, it's clearly true. Anyway, have a nice Wednesday. Thank you. You too, man. Hump day. Um, she's a fascinating phenomenon just to, to, to learn the way media works and politics works and everything else. Yes. It's something. Yeah. I, you know, I have a bit of a quibble with you, Matt, but we'll get to that a little bit later on. But it's a great it's a great point. I think we have some of the Kaepernick effect at work here. Uh, that's really good, uh, but too long. I'm an ex-Army uh, soldier, Special Forces. Aero scout pilot, now retired cop, so I'm not likely to be triggered or otherwise put out in case you don't accept my suggestion, but how about the truth machine in 2019? I do like that. You're welcome. That's Eugene. Truth machine in 2019 is pretty good. Thank you. Strong stuff, Eugene. Strong stuff. And it's a season for boldness, says this Indiana mayor. Clearly, as I've said repeatedly. (laughs) Marshall's News is coming up. Some good stuff in there on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Most days, Marshall, I tune out during your news. I do, oh. I do other things, crossword puzzles, text my wife. But today... Bigger than Sudoku's recently. Exactly. Today there's <laughs> some good stuff. So here's the news with Marshall Phillips. Well, Senate leaders are setting up votes on two bills aimed at ending the partial government shutdown. Neither measure is expected to advance tomorrow, which would mean no paychecks for 800,000 federal workers, including members of the Coast Guard. Admiral Carl Schultz putting out a video thanking Guard members for their service while expressing his concern about the missed pay. We're five-plus weeks into the anxiety and stress of this government lapse and your non-pay. You, as members of the armed forces, should not be expected to shoulder this burden. Schultz going on to add, I find it unacceptable that Coast Guard men and women have to rely on food pantries and donations to get through day-to-day life as service members. Yeah, you you literally have Coast Guards men and women heading out on long deployments yeah. saying, Honey, good luck. Because they have no idea how their family is going to get fed. Because these are not rich people. I think we're missing the point of this story, though. The reason uh, Mitch McConnell's doing this is that they believe it will can turn the tide in public right. opinion. The Republicans are putting something out there right. that could end it. The Democrats are going to reject it. And they're hoping well, the that... Democrats are putting out their own measure as well. Right. So uh, the great b- bold step forward, which is being hailed these days, is both sides putting forward 
measures the other side will immediately reject. Why didn't they do that four weeks ago? Will the public take a look at these and make any decisions, or do people not follow that closely? That I don't know. All right, Democrat uh, House Speaker once uh, Nancy Pelosi once again making it plain that President Trump's offer to end the government shutdown is a non-starter, saying he must open the government. Let's talk. Cannot have the president every time he has an objection to say, I'll shut down government until you come to my way of thinking. Republican Senator Marco Rubio fed up with Pelosi's demands. The speaker's position seems to be that she demands the unconditional surrender of the president on every position involving the shutdown. That's unreasonable. It's illogical. It's irrational. There you go. Thirsty little guy. Yes, Sean? (laughs) Oh, I was just going to make a comment on the Admiral Carl Schultz, the guy who put out that Coast Guard video. That guy is built out of straight granite. Oh, really? He's got arms the size of trees. (laughs) That's why we have so little trouble on our coast, because he's guarding them. Freshman Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and two other progressive Democrats have been named to the House Committee on Oversight and Reform. Coveted seats on a committee which has broad authority to investigate the executive branch. Normally it's the best, the most respected, but now it's bomb-chucking rookies. Well, she might be the most respected. Certainly among a giant chunk. There was a poll that came out yesterday, 70-some percent of Democrats would vote for her, would support her if she could run for president. Wow, I mean, so that's, that's, that's that's a measure not of her. That's a measure of how stupid our electorate <laughs> is right now. Very, very stupid. Wouldn't it be? The only Democrats that I ever see covered are either the, the extremely young rookies or people who are eligible for AARP assistance. I don't... I, I, I agree with you. I think there should be some sort of middle ground of... Of not super young and not super old, but I don't see those people. They, uh, they've been eligible for AARP for 30 <laughs> years. Yeah, I was going to say, yes. obviously, you're too young, young man, to understand when those benefits kick in. Yeah, they're ready for the undertaker. Right. Okay. But well, go ahead. One Marshall. of the other freshman reps on the uh, committee, Rashida Talib, has come under intense criticism after she told a liberal group earlier in the year that, quote, we're going to go in and impeach the MFR, referring to President Trump. She is now on that committee. Yeah, so she and AOC are actually on this committee, which will have their first hearing yep. in a couple of weeks, and that's when Cohen sits down. Yep. And AOC and the impeach the MFR are going to have their other chance to question. The, it's going to be get, it's going to get really exciting. The level of rhetoric is going to set records over I, and over again on the downside. I would love to know the behind the scenes. Um, you know, the thinking on this. I'm sure Nancy Pelosi and Elijah Cummings were discussing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, they must have felt we have got to release the pressure valve of all the energy side of our party, right? With something like this, or right. we're going to get killed, right? Which they're probably right. Yes. Well, didn't Ocasio Cortez uh, did, wasn't she uh, demanding changes from Nancy Pelosi, and it looked oh, yeah. like she might not vote for her for speaker? Then yeah. she turned, she changed, and went ahead and voted. All this, you know, give and take. Uh, I wonder if Nancy pro- promised her, yeah. or there was a promise you get on this committee, yeah. or something very much like yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, That's clearly what happened because she thought if I lose AOC and AOC goes big on don't vote for me, I could actually not get this. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is probably true. Right. The U.S. Supreme- that is obviously what happened. The U.S. Supreme Court delivering a victory for President Trump, giving the go-ahead on a 5-4 to four vote for the Trump administration's ban on transgender people serving in the military to go into effect while challenges to the ban work their way through the courts, which means the high court might not get the case until sometime next year. 
and the Pentagon could decide to do nothing until the high court resolves that issue. Well, and, uh, you know, it's funny. I saw a report last night saying it's not a ban. It's a uh, It enables the armed forces to make strategic decisions right. about how uh, combat readiness has affected Zabadabadu. Right. So, yeah, I'd like to dig into that a little more, because my understanding is it's not an outright ban. So, and way to gonna, go. Way to go with your fake news, Marshall. Or accurate news, like I said. I don't an, know. An attorney representing the New Orleans Saints season ticket holders is throwing a Hail Mary to get the team Trying to, to get the transgenders Super Bowl. on the uh, Saints? No? Okay. Frank D'Amico Jr. filed a lawsuit after the Saints' controversial loss to the L.A. Rams following a bad call by the refs that swayed the game. He is citing an obscure NFL rule that will allow the commissioner to reverse the outcome of the NFC title game if actions are deemed to be extraordinarily unfair. Now, I didn't watch that game. I've just seen the replay. Was that clearly enough if it had gone the other way? Would the Saints have won the game? Because the Chiefs-Patriots... You take away the the Brady roughing the passer, Chiefs are the winners. Yes, uh, it's it was even more clear in the Saints game because the Saints uh, the uh, the Rams were out of timeouts or just had one, so they could have just knelt okay. three times, run wow. the clock down to right. nothing, then kicked an incredibly short field goal. On the other hand, you got to have a good snap, good hold, good kick, not blocked. But it's ninety some percent like yeah, that. yeah. You're probably right on on that. So you, percentage. so you have two games that you had a call actually decide the. Entrant to the Super Bowl. Right. right. That's amazing. And I would point out, because there were so many replays, that a number of them were, you had to watch it over and over and over again. And even as a fan, I was thinking, well, it looks like, okay? The non-replayed plays, the ones we're talking about that changed the outcome, you saw it once and thought, wow, that's done. I don't need to see that again. Right. It's so obvious. They were obvious, terrible calls. And, you know, as I heard one commentator put it, and I, I wish I remember his name, he said, you have changed legacies. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Of the league. Oh, yeah. It, it, you know, Sean Payton of the Saints, the coach, and, right. and Drew Brees, instead of multiple Super Bowl winners, potentially, they won one. Well, how much less money does what's-his-name from Kansas City? He was going to be on the national stage, really the biggest stage Patrick in the world. Patrick Mahomes, the yeah. uh, new yeah. star. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that's that's tens of millions of dollars, maybe, and. Tide yeah. commercials or Pepsi commercials or whatever for him. Yeah. Well, the calls tend to even out, Jack. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Hey, before we go to the music, Michael, um, I want to pay off this tease. Uh, talking about Orwell's concept of a face crime. And this is right out. And what a great point by, uh, I think it's Anne. Uh, Anne, yeah. Um. Straight out of the Covington, Kentucky Catholic school kids there. If you're not following it, you're not following it. Google it. Um, uh, This is from... Is this... uh, You you don't hear that on that many radio shows or TV shows. Yeah, well, there's a big story. If if you're not paying attention, I don't know. I can't help you. You got Catholic kids. You got an old Indian beating a drum. You got racist black people. You got got edited videos. You got social media. You got anger. Anyway. We are the show that expects more of their audience. Exactly. You got to do some of the work. Um, It's not clear to me which of Orwell's works this is from, but he's talking about... um, Uh, In any case, to wear an improper expression on your face, to look incredulous when a victory was announced, for example, was itself a punishable offense. There was even a word for it in Newspeak. Oh, it's clearly 1984. Face crime, it was called. So the fact that this poor Catholic kid who's befuddled and terrified by what's going on around him had half a smile on his face, well, social media, 
including some Russian bots, which we'll talk about later. And uh, and the enlightened folks on the left decided he committed a face crime. It was not a, a, a frightened smile. It was a sneer. The sneer of the privileged and the, the racist, clearly, because he had a MAGA hat on. He'd committed a face crime. Hmm. We do that a lot. Straight we out of Orwell. We did it with Kavanaugh. There were some face crimes there. Right, right. Looked too smug. The fact that Tucker Carlson looks like he's staring at a person eating a bowl of mayonnaise as he interviews people. Yeah. That's a face crime. Adam That's Schiff. A face misdemeanor. <laughs> I accused Adam Schiff of face, a face crime a number of times, looking too smug. Right. Right. So, yeah, I guess so. Interesting. Orwell understood human nature maybe about as good as anybody ever has. I'd say. And how it would play out over time. Uh, we're going to talk to an old friend of the show, Bob Constantini, coming up about the State of the Union in the back and the forth and where we are now. Is it happening that. in the well of the Capitol like it usually does in the Congress, I should say? We'll find out. All right. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, I used to keep a copy of the Constitution here all the time. I don't know what happened to that, because it was pretty handy, because I'd grab it now and then. Some say you shredded it. And, uh... <laughs> oh, no. No, that's Trump. Trump oh, right. Trump, Trump came Jack. in and shredded my copy of the Constitution. Right, right after Obama did. Um, so that thing is well shredded. <laughs> um, but So I was... if somebody steals your copy of the Constitution, should that make you mad or happy? <laughs> Somebody oh, really, oh, right. really gotcha. wanted a copy of the Constitution. Right. We'll get another one. Um, but so I, I haven't read the actual, what it actually says about the State of the Union address. I heard somebody quoted, and if I heard it correctly, the president just has to report on the state of the nation. It doesn't say when. From time to time. Yeah, it doesn't say. There's There are no details whatsoever. Yeah, it's, it's incredibly vague. But. So this whole January something or other giant pageant that we've been doing every year is completely a creation of... Modern media and modern I would argue, politics. I would, sorry to interrupt. I would argue that the custom is so ingrained at this point, it's, it's more significant than that. But it's not like a constitutional crisis. Uh, but what is happening anyway? Is it going to be delivered in the usual way or not? Bob Constantini of Westwood One News joins us. Hey, Bob, good morning. How are you? Uh, yeah, from time to time, guys, uh, has, has become annually... And uh, on occasion, when a State of the Union address is not delivered in the traditional sense uh, of uh, being before the uh, Joint Session of Congress in the House Chamber, uh, it can be written. And uh, presidents who are usually on the way out the door, by the way, uh, uh, always uh, do tend to deliver some sort of written statement about the State of the Union. Uh, but Interesting. Uh, what, what, and Woodrow Wilson apparently started... Uh, this was back in the days of radio, or before radio, as a matter of fact. Uh, Woodrow Wilson, thinking about it, uh, started the uh, idea of delivering it in person uh, to Congress. Uh, George Washington originally did his first one there. And, and but, the history uh, lesson, I think, is, is, is adequate at that point. Wilson often cited as the worst president of the 20th century by me. Uh, so, <laughs> Bob, what we'd like to know is, where does it stand? Is the plan for the president to deliver uh, the speech from, uh, from Congress? On well, as of now, here as of now here at the White House, uh, the uh, president is still planning on delivering an address next Tuesday night uh, to a joint session of Congress at the House chamber. The White House has asked for a walkthrough, uh, which, of course, is the idea of making sure everybody's in the right place and 
the president enters at the right time and and those sorts of things. And we just heard Sarah Sanders a moment ago uh, telling us in the driveway that uh, that's still the plan right now. Uh, But the president also is working on alternative locations in case Nancy Pelosi decides to definitely disinvite the president, as opposed to last week's letter, which urged him to postpone. The White House is not taking that at the moment as a, uh, a disinvite. Okay, well, that's you know uh, that's kind of gotten lost in the story thing. So she just urged him to postpone. He hasn't replied. Right. That's where yeah. we are. Well, he replied uh, in a couple of different ways with the letter and then canceling the trip. But and just <laughs> right. back very briefly to the idea of the walkthrough. My understanding is that that's the standard thing that you do to make sure it's like a wedding rehearsal. And Nancy mm-hmm. is continuing to jerk the White House around by saying, "Yeah, we don't have time for the walkthrough. Maybe another time." So. Yeah, well, that's the way it seems uh, right now. And, uh, you know, uh, Jack and Joe, they are in uh, another standoff. Let's put it this way, a side standoff over the whole, uh, you know, considering the government shutdown. They're in this standoff now about whether or not the president is invited or disinvited. Um, She may have to go the whole nine yards and disinvite him officially to do it. However, that means the president would likely take uh, uh, his speech on the road someplace um, whether it's a rally, which is a question mark, or uh, there's talk about he'll go down to the border and make a statement uh, down there. Or I've heard the uh, Senate, the rally, possibly. The, yeah, well the, well, the Senate thing, I think, is uh, uh, I haven't heard much about that lately because my understanding is, and, and frankly, in my time here in Washington, no one's ever been invited to speak to the Senate chamber uh, alone uh, with a, a joint session of Congress. But my understanding is it might uh, require some resolution from the Senate, whereas in the House and in a joint session of Congress in the House chamber, it's just at the discretion of the Speaker. I see. So, All right. Bob Constantini, Westwood One News. Bob, thanks very much for the report. We appreciate that. Here's here's what Nancy's going to do. Just like the president canceled their trip as they were on the bus heading to the airport. Well, is that a military base, but the airport? She's going to cancel the State of the Union as the president's walking up the aisle. You know what? I looked at the schedule, and we really don't have time for this tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States. And he walks like two steps. And and all the Democrats are going to just look at their watches and walk out. Oh, that had to be on. You know what? (laughs) You know, Mr. Constantini didn't mention, which is the obvious most important uh, facet of this is that if Nancy does go hardcore and say, no, 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 we don't have time to do this during the shutdown, so let's postpone it, and actually disinvites the president, then it becomes a question of which side benefits or is is uh, hurt by the enormous fallout from that move. The politically, just politically. Right, politically, yeah. yeah, and I'm sure they're polling that like fiends right now. Oh, oh, absolutely. Do they really need a walkthrough? I mean, I've seen it on TV. The president stands there. Speaker of the House sits over there. Vice President sits over there. What do I know? I don't know. <laughs> How they complicated could it. it be? Yeah, I know. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know what to... I, they're all guessing every single day. I'd, I'd really love to be in on those meetings, watching the polling and talking to all the smart people trying to figure out whether it's the shutdown or this standoff, what is going to benefit them and what is not. Purely politically. Not in terms of governance, not in terms of what's good oh, for right, the American absolutely. people. As always, worth pointing that out. Most of the media... According to Howard Kurtz of Fox News, um, his media show, uh, most of the media sees is, is portraying Nancy Pelosi as the toughest, bravest speaker that we've had in generations All right. by, by doing this, by standing up to the president. So 
at least for for her base, they they're loving the not allowing him to speak. Well, I want to quote uh, Mayor uh, Butta Giggity. It's a season for boldness. Um, it's an effort, everyone, right, right. The longest State of the Union address was Jimmy Carter, thirty-three thousand words. Written. Wow! Really? The longest oh. spoken was Bill Clinton's nine thousand words. Of course, Bill Clinton had the longest. He also had the longest um, uh, convention address. He just likes to stand up and talk, and he have loves look the sound of his own voice. But interesting, though, that. Carter could ramble through 33,000 words in less time than it took Clinton to do 9,000 plus, probably because of the incessant breaks for applause. One more reason to cancel the State of the Union by unanimous acclaim next year. I uh, would like to call out all the media pundits who are all of a sudden jumping on my bandwagon of the State of the Union address is stupid. Now that they've called it off, now you're coming out loud and proud of this is stupid. You've been on your cable news channels and writing your columns for years, acting like it makes sense. It hasn't made sense for a very, very long time. I haven't heard that. I did not hear that during the Obama administration. Perhaps we can just leave it there. That didn't occur to you then? No, the pageantry, the monarchical feel of the thing, the excessive length, the clapping and not clapping, the standing up and the sitting down. It didn't how, strike you then? How about just the pointlessness of it all? You lie! What is it for? Well, it's a political rally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it absolutely is. Um, uh, they yeah. should have bad, They should have ended it after Obama badmouthed the Supreme Court and they had to sit there and take it. That was rude. It's become something different. It's over. Stop it. And this this mayor in Indiana, Pete Buttigieg, is is announced he's running for president. And his slogan is, it's a season for boldness. Yes. It's the first time I've ever heard his name, but uh, he's out there. He's in the mix. Taking on Kamala Harris. Calling for an SFB. Bring it on. That's what I say. Calling for an SFB. A season for boldness. Yes. It's needed now more than ever. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.